RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Kerry Malloy is an artist and concerned citizen of New Zealand, 40 years experience as a journalist. She has a substack, Kerry's newsletter, and this piece caught our eye from her substack. Official information is hard to come by. And Kerry Malloy joins us now. Welcome to RCR, Kerry. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Paul. Tell us quickly about your background as a journalist. I worked in in general news and feature writing on a metropolitan newspaper for a number of years. Um, And then when we settled in Kirikiri, um, I worked in community newspapers for many years, editing the Northern News and the Bay Chronicle. Okay. So here's the opening piece of your substack headed, Official Information is Hard to Come By. You write, if you approach the Ombudsman's office about an ignored request for official information, in this case, seeking information about the WHO's International Health Regulation Amendments, just that little pesky thing, you will be told to go back to the ministry from whom you originally sought the information. If you do that and still get no response, the next step is to lodge a complaint with the office of the Ombudsman. If in turn you get no response from the office of the Ombudsman, you have only one option. You can lodge a complaint about your complaint with the office of the Ombudsman by email only. And you say in Dr. use lingo, the watcher watches the watcher. It kind of sounds like an endless merry-go-round. Once you get on, you can't get off, that you're describing there. Yes, um, and it seems to be a way of just ignoring inconvenient questions and just hoping that the concerns and the questioner will just go away. Does it depend on on how difficult the question is, do you think? um, Yeah, probably. I mean, this whole uh, campaign to hand power over to the World Health Organization seems to be going ahead under wraps. Um, there's there's no conversation about it. Um, and hopefully now we've got a, a fresh crop of politicians um, in power, maybe we will get some questions asked. The trouble is that there's a time limit. Um, the World Health Organization has two instruments. One of them is a proposed treaty which if it does uh, become accepted by the World Health Assembly, will come before our parliament because legislation will have to be enacted. But the immediate concern is the proposed international health regulations amendments. And those the, the re- recommendations are already in place and these amendments that will just change those those um, rules quite drastically virtually handing over our sovereignty to an unelected bureaucratic body based in Switzerland now those um, amendments have to be we have to opt out of those amendments by November the 1st. It's not far away. We we will acquiesce to them. So there's real urgency. And for months and months, 
I and several other people have been asking for information under the Official Information Act because there is this urgency, but we've got nowhere. Basically. Okay, so what questions have you been asking specifically? Um, well, I've you know pretty simple, basic questions. Um, you know who? <laughs> First of all, did Andrew Forsyth, who's one of our delegates there, did he attend the the meetings in May? If so, would he report back to the ministry? Will any such report be made public? Did you make any recommendations or raise any points with the WHO committee? If so, what? What issues did you vote on? And did you vote in favor or against? And is it possible to speak with you? And well, needless to say, I got a, a polite response from his office, but never got an opportunity to speak with him. Um, and then other questions put to, you know, to our ministry was, who are the delegates? What are their voting rights? Has this been raised in Parliament? Has there been any conversation in Parliament? And just last week, I mean, after that last Substack article, I did receive a reply from the ministry. This is like five months later. Aren't they supposed um, to get back to you inside 21 working days? Isn't that? Uh, they are. They are. 20 days, I think it is. But um, he apologised, the spokesperson for the Ombudsman Office apologised for it taking so long. Um, and basically... Okay, but any reason for that? Apologies, one thing, but was there a reason mm, given? No, not really. Okay, well, it's not good enough, is it? And the, the experience has been the same. I believe the New Zealand doctors speaking out with science waited for 25 months before being told that the questions they were asking um, were not in the jurisdiction, oh, in the appropriate jurisdiction, which you would have thought would have been an immediate, you Next know, we day, can't deal with it. Not a, it took them same 25 day, right? months to yeah. tell them that. So, that, so they're slow walking on purpose. They are. I mean, and you have to think, is it incompetence? Or is it an intentional ploy to just avoid inconvenient questions? It, it's got to be intentional, surely, because aren't bureaucrats um, fanatical about adhering to the regulations and the laws normally? Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. You you might know. <laughs> I don't know. But it's it's very frustrating. And, and considering what is at stake, it's very concerning. So these are awkward questions then potentially for them. I think so. Yeah. And the ombudsman, who I've heard in the past sounding very committed to his role and his office, is not much help. I mean, I read that piece out before, no. and it sounds like he's just going around in circles with them. Well, the last converse, phone conversation I had, and I said to her, you know, this has been five months, and who do I complain to or who can I take it to? And she said, oh, just, you know, lodge your complaint with the ombudsman's office. And she sounded really irritated that, that I should be. How dare you? Yes, exactly. Yeah, well, so. I, that, that could be a tell as well. Either they're getting inundated 
and um, they're getting worn out with trying to fob people off, or they just don't like anyone asking any questions anymore. Well, I mean, you know, I think that we're just going to be sleepwalking into this situation where we are at the whim of the Director General of the World Health Organization. And most, you know, if you stop and ask most people on the street if they know anything about the World Health Organization and what its agenda they, is. They don't know. I've tried. They have no idea. Yeah. And even people who are well-read and politically aware, most people I think you'll find have absolutely no clue. And there's been no mention of it, apart from I think New Zealand first a little, of um, a political position on this from any of the parties going into the election, considering that November 1st date, which is a fortnight from here. Yeah, Crikey. exactly. Yeah. I I don't think, maybe they didn't dare because there's this um, label that is thrown at anybody who questions authority that they are conspiracy theorists. And maybe the, the candidates who were standing in the election thought they would lose votes if they were denigrated as conspiracy theorists. Who well, knows? By, by the media. Yeah, well, you know, you know what the mainstream media's actions have been over the last two or three years. Well, my bet would be that most journalists are clueless on this anyway. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. So okay. we need the conversation and we still don't have the conversation. And we, I don't know what we're going to do to get out of this pickle. It seems that people accept or, or are concerned about the lack of, you know, sovereignty. Um, if it's pitched in that way that, you know, we lose sovereignty. So I don't see there's a downside to talking about that. But still, you know, crickets, silence. Well, you know, perhaps the chance that, you know, now Winston Peters is back, um, you know, we might have to rely on him to rattle, you know, make a make a bit of a noise about this. Well, he's aware uh, of it. I know that he's aware of it. He is. He is. And it would be great if you could get him again on your show and um, discuss this so that more people know about it. I mean, he's a legal mind, so he will be able to go right into the legal implications of it. But there may not be a deal, coalition deal, in time. No, there won't be. Um, so someone's so going to have to opt out before... <laughs> inside the next week and a half. Someone's going to That's have to, right. to do that. And the warning bells have been ringing um, by a few people and a few organisations for two years, but nothing has been done. And we've no been on answer. about it since we've been here. Okay? Yes, yes. And we've had all the information, covered all the developments, all the updates, and it's all yeah. out there for everyone to listen to. So we've tried. Not yes, I know you anything, have. But, I know you have. Uh, and there are several alternative news sites um, that have tried as well. But it comes down, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, the, the power of these delegates, the New Zealand delegates to the World Health Organization is staggering. You know, they hold our future in their hands. I believe Ashley Bloomfield is in there somewhere. And, um, you know, he's... There's quite a bit on his hands that 
isn't very. Yep, he's the nice. co-chair of the working group on these international health regulations. And he's right in there calling for, um, you know, the One Health approach, um, the global One Health approach, um, which means that the Director General will be able to, uh, uh, you know, create a, a, a pandemic at whim, at his whim, um, and then we'll have to obey the rules that he sets forth. I won't be obeying. Which would have been recommendations. I won't be obeying. <laughs> no way. Yeah, but it's you know you know if you if you want to go and see a relative in Australia, yeah, and the director general has yeah. decided that the border should be closed and that vaccine passports are not necessary to get on a plane. You know, you can you can say to yourself, "I'm not go going to comply," but you actually don't have a, an option. You won't be able to go. No, I just won't go. Yeah, but I would yeah. I would hope that fellow New Zealanders would um, say, "You can stick it where the sun don't shine, buddy." Well, we would need our carrier Air New Zealand to say we're not going to enforce vaccine passports. Boycott you know, Air New Zealand. Yeah. Boycott hey? Air New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it might have to come yeah. down to that, and I'm not trying to be sure. silly, but yeah. how do you fight against these things? You can't well, just accept not, them. Yeah, we're not making much progress through through the normal channels. Well, I can't see um, how this thing can be um, opted out of in the time that, that's there because there's no one in any – well, I could be missing something, don't know how the constitutional arrangements work, but who's actually in charge? Is it the Governor-General? Could the Governor General do that? Um, possibly. That's a question that's worth asking. But she'd Just probably the... side on the on the side of the last regime, wouldn't she? Because she's kind of one of them. Yeah, I don't know. I Man. don't know. It's a, it's a... But just this morning, um, an email came through from the WHO Director General um, and they it was notes from his address, and he says, I urge all WH member states to work with a sense of urgency, with a particular focus on resolving the most difficult and contentious issues so the accord can be ready in time for the next year's World Health Assembly in May 2024. Um, and he says that... He's worried somewhere, he says, that he's worried that things are moving too slowly. Of course so they are, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yes, they, they're really in a hurry to get this all through. So is it your suspicion then, given your um, approaches through OIAs, that, um, how do you put it? That, that that's been a slow walking because no one wants this to be talked about before the deadline pops up. I think so, yeah. I mean, what what else? How else do you explain it? I can't. I, you know, I can't explain it yeah. any other way. Yeah. Which is, which is quite chilling, actually, isn't it? Well, it is. And, you know, you would think, you would hope that, um, you know, the new politicians might pick this up and... But I think it's more of the same probably under 
our new prime minister. So I'm not I'm not hugely optimistic there either. Oh dear. <laughs> oh. It's just another thing, isn't it? Okay. Um are you gonna give up on OIAs? No, I'll keep going. Um I've got a a wad of information that I keep on throwing out there. And funny enough, they, the, the office seems to, every time I publish um, a Substack article pointing out how useless they are, they seem to respond within a few days. Okay. Is that to sort of um, control or, or, or limit damage, fallout control or whatever? Do you think? Well, they are supposed to respond within 20 days. So legally speaking, I suppose, I, I suppose they're they're breaking some agreement or other, and they need to make sure that they're on solid ground concerning that. But it doesn't mean much, though, does it? Really, in the end, no. So no. it's just ticking a box, maybe. So I think you know we've just got to get some politicians who are prepared to make a noise. Otherwise, we could be heading for a very difficult situation here because a lot of people are going to push back. They are. Um, okay, a lot of people don't know about this, yeah. but a lot of people do. And for for a lot of people, it's the hill to die on, actually. Yes. So don't yes. push it too far. If you're listening, Polly's, don't push it too far. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, we might have a big problem on our hands here. Yeah, the, the do not comply movement overseas is, has gathered movement, has gathered force. Um, and yes, there are a lot of people who are hurt and angry that they haven't been listened to, that there's no conversation, and they feel when the crunch comes and when we realize, when every, the man in the street realizes how subject we are to the whims of the Director General of the WHO in Switzerland, then there will be a lot of anger. But it's Gary, a pity that it has to come to No, well, it shouldn't. It'd be irresponsible. Um, in fact, it'd be worse than that to let that situation develop here. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it shouldn't be necessary. We should be able to opt out of the amendments and then discuss the treaty in Parliament. Well, fancy even having an opt-out. It's the wrong way yeah. around. That's right. I mean, the arrogance of that assumption is incredible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, it's sneaky, yeah. isn't it? It's well, that's it. It's entrapment in a, in, yeah. a, in a way. So it's, yeah. it's acceptance by acquiescence, and that shouldn't be the case. Well, they're, they're actually trading on the apathy of the citizen. That's right. Yeah. Which shows a complete disrespect anyway. Yeah. All right, Kerry Malloy, thanks for coming on and explaining that and uh, for for fighting the good fight. Okay, Paul, good good to talk to you. Okay, and um, if, if we need to, we'll catch up again. Thank you. Okay, cool. Okay, thanks, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.